Here at Cadillac of Jackson, we are excited to show you our brand new state-of-the-art facility. Inside our luxurious showroom, come and browse some of our newest models. When you purchase a new or certified pre-owned Cadillac, we'll have it detailed and waiting for you in our beautiful delivery bay. We've even designed a comfortable waiting room with free Wi-Fi to use as needed while your vehicle is being taken care of by one of our certified technicians. Visit today and find your next vehicle at the newly renovated Cadillac of Jackson. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, so how long have you been coming to Stanford? Uh, since 1987. I've forever loved Stansburg because of the people. Uh, they're real people. They, they, they help the community and their family own and operate. And the food, the quality, and service has always been phenomenal. And anywhere I'm at, I, I always recommend people. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed pregame with your host Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other shows part. It's the pregame. <laughs> oh. I ain't done a damn thing all day, Chuck. <laughs> it is good to be off for a week, man. Welcome in to the pregame show. It's Bishop is Daily. It's the Wednesday midweek edition as we look back at this past weekend. Another Tiger victory. Undefeated regular season, Neely. Undefeated regular season. But let me tell you what is not undefeated. If Chuck slurs his words anywhere in this program, I have direct knowledge that he has been mixing cold medicines today. I know he down there in Houston, they like that lean, but he done he done took some stuff you ain't supposed to put together, y'all. So just be <laughs> Yeah, just 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 bear with me. Just let me float because I'm floating. Oh, <laughs> uh, 2413 win. Jackson State goes down to the reservation, Lawrence, Mississippi, and gets the W. Uh, you, you can't say enough about a, a game like this, a rivalry game. Uh, it was a tough, hard-fought game. Hats off to Alcorn. Uh, they slugged it out with us. But, again, our Jackson State Tigers victorious. Yeah, we always say, Chuck, when it comes to certain games, Jackson State Alcorn, Jackson State Southern, you can throw records out the window because that rivalry, uh, even with newer players, new generation of players, that rivalry is uh, really, I think, it's accelerated and accentuated with social media. Uh, and so yeah. even if you didn't live it in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, when you get to this modern-day era, you know, it is still in your face, direct trash talking, bragging rights are on the line. Uh, and so you you really expected 
uh, for this to be one of the tougher games of the season. I think when we get to discussing some of these statistics, you'll see where it was one of the toughest games of the seasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, man, it, it's, it's hard to win a football game. It's yeah. even harder to win all of them. You know, yes. so uh, yes. 11 and 0 on the season. And so it just goes with some reasonable understanding that when you get to that last game, as people have more and more film on you, if people are getting up to stop the streak, it's a rivalry game. You just, you got what you expected. If you bought a ticket, you got what you paid for. No doubt. You bought a ticket, you got what you paid for. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, the excitement was in the air. We saw it uh, on the bus ride going into the stadium, uh, Jackson Stadium. Yeah, only, only, we only had to wait on three cows to go by. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Why did and, I know it was coming from somewhere? Because you know, you know what don't stop. It, it don't stop. <laughs> it don't stop, no doubt, man. But raucous atmosphere down there. Our Jackson State fan base, you can't say enough about them. Uh, they showed up and showed out in droves. Yeah, and I think they followed the recommendations of everybody, including the recommendations from Stavian Management down there in Lorman. People got there early. You know, we pulled up two hours before kickoff with the team, and the Jackson State side was probably about 75% full. And even traffic was a little lighter coming in because people had gone down four, five, six in the morning and got situated on the campus. But Jackson State fans traveled deep, and they were loud, and they were engaged in the game. Cold, cold day, but it was not as cold as Mobile, so it felt a little warm out there. Uh, but, man, the, the crowd showed up for the team. Yeah, I mean, all the elements of presence. You had cold weather, you had the fan base, you had the bands, and nothing else to do but get to the football game itself. And as always, we start things off. Coach Prime kicks things off with the pregame speech. Father, thank you for this day and the many blessings you've given us. Dear Lord, if you do nothing else, you've done enough. Lord, thank you for this family. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our coach, our team, and this great game you gave us. Let us go out here today with full hearts, all the knowledge and focus we put in this week, and get the victory for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Fellas, it's hard to be a young man in today's society. It's hard. You don't know what's real and you, know what, you don't know what's fake. You got friends that you thought were real, you found out they was fake. You got family members that you thought had your back that turned out that they did. You got young women who you thought that you loved and you found out she didn't love you back. And it's hard. It's hard being y'all. It's hard being y'all at Jackson State. Because every time you step on the field, someone want to find out, are you real or are you fake? They even got diamonds testing to test the diamonds. You even got uh, well-off rappers and entertainers wearing fake stuff because they don't even know who they are. People you date, you really got to go way back to make sure they are who they are because some is real and some are fake. But y'all ain't. And the only way you could quantify what's real in this thing is get next to it and get close to it. And with those diamond tests, they say they put the, the little thing inside the diamond and a little noise goes off to authenticate if it's real or if it's fake. So you got to make contact with that other person to make sure the intimacy there is real or it's fake. We got 60 minutes to find out. Because I know who y'all are. But they claim y'all ain't real. That y'all are. Yeah, yeah. So we got 60 minutes to make some contact with them. To authenticate who you are, what you are, how you are, why you are, where you, how you got there. And all the rest of the book. 
Are you real? Or are you fake? I believe you're real. Now they about to find out. Aren't they? Yes, sir. Now what comes next? Let's say it, let's say it together. Now, give me my thing! Are you real or are you fake, Neely, man? He always gives you something that, that, that puts some fire in your soul as you go out uh, <laughs> with that, for that initial kickoff, man. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling at you standing behind Coach Prime looking like Fruit of Islam back there. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need your bow tie to be, probably. Well, you was, you was, you was focused. You was laser focused yeah, back there. Uh, laser focused back there. <laughs> hey, but he, he, 11 games and it never gets old. You know, it never gets old. There's always a different uh motivational speech or the characteristics to it it ends with the same song but coach prime really knows how to get those guys engaged and focused right before taking the field no doubt about it man we get into the game here first quarter uh, uh jackson state gets the ball goes 12 plays but they're stopped on downs they were able to convert one uh one fourth down during that drive but uh all like i said we knew this was going to be a grudge match to all does a good job on stopping uh jackson state on their initial drive on that yeah, that was a, a pretty extended drive, though. When you look at uh, our first possession, and we just went methodically, you know, down the field uh, when we when we got the ball, uh, and and ended up going for a fourth down and and not getting it, uh, not getting those points out of it. Uh, but it really, I think, was setting the tone for that this offense was going to be able to move the ball against this Alcorn defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. You take a look at uh, the first quarter, how it went. Defense, again, comes out stout. They force uh, Allhorn into a six-play drive, and Punt Jack State is able to get the ball back. And Alejandro Mata, he caps off a a, a ten-play drive uh, where Jackson State is able to get some points on the board, uh, and Jackson State goes up 3 nothing. Alejandro Mata with a 38-yard field goal. Yeah, it's, it's that first quarter, Chuck, is one of those quarters, you know, that I, I point out. Here, here, and here, and here, and here, and here, all season long. You know the 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 guy that can do four hundred pushups and the guy that can do two hundred pushups, and they look pretty damn equal the first hundred pushups. Uh, but when you drill down into those stats, man, the way we moved the ball in the first quarter, although we had to settle for a field goal, although we did not convert on the fourth down, although the first quarter ended three to zero. You go back and look at the numbers, and you see Alcorn didn't cross the fifty in the first quarter. So we were able right. to we were able to methodically do what we wanted to do. We just didn't capitalize point wise. Meanwhile, they failed to even get across uh, into our territory the entire first quarter. No doubt about it. Uh, we moved to the second quarter, and, and this is where we've talked about this a little bit uh, with regards to Jackson State. The only uh, team that can beat Jackson State, we say it a lot, is Jackson State. Uh, Basically, in this quarter, uh, back-to-back sacks, Jackson State gives the ball back to Alcorn in great field position. Uh, Alcorn gets the ball back on Jackson State's own 39 and able to go three plays in for a touchdown, driving Howard with a two-yard punch. Alcorn goes up 7-3. But that's the key, Chuck. They started on our 39. So you put the defense in a position that you got to keep somebody from going 38 yards. Instead, if you execute and, and all three units play, offense, special teams, and defense, no one has driven the ball 80 yards on Jackson State to score. 
so yeah. they, they end up, you know, you saw it happen. Uh, uh, I think down there, I think it was at Alabama A&M. You saw it happen mm-hmm. here in Alcorn where someone gets an ad, a short field advantageous ball placement uh, due to some errors on mechanics on our part. And now the defense, greatest defense in the nation, is forced to try to keep somebody from just going 30 yards. And sometimes that's just damn hard to do. So Alcorn was able to, you know, start the, start the ball on the 39, Jack State's 39, and get seven points out of it. But whoa, Nelly, as Keith, whoa Jackson, Nelly. as Keith Jackson would say, some things happened after that, Chuck. Some things happened after that, and the defense would rear its ugly head as Jackson State. Uh, tell you what, Justin Reagan, he found an easy path to the quarterback. A sack, fumble, Jeremiah Brown picks it up and takes it to the two-yard line. Yeah, almost took it in. I mean, it looked, it looked like from the sideline that he fell into the end zone uh, when he was tackled, but Nevertheless, it was an opportunity for three six mafia to for cleanup duty. Savion came in and and got the uh, the run score right there and Mata with the extra point. Hey man, quiet is kept. If you when you watch this guy Mata and his numbers and and you if a guy with that automatic in him and it doesn't matter where he is on the field, Chuck might want to write this down. Neely told you even Thanksgiving two thousand twenty two, Duke can end up being all time point leader. Jack State man. Yeah, I mean, and I tell you what, think about uh, Mata. He's so calm and cool. He's, uh, you know, over there. He's he's focused in on in the game, but uh, he never gets too up, never gets too down, and he's right how you want to keep it. Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is dialed in, man, and it's not rattled. Ain't no icing him if that was a thing. He's not worried about if it's fifty six or thirty six or twenty six. His mechanics are the same, and so uh, you know, I know we're going to go through the rest of the game, but he was spot on. His extra points and field goals, so. Uh, no you, know, you got that kind of confidence, you know, it, it, it helps your team. Jackson stayed up 10 to 7 at this point, and then lightning strikes again. Alcorn gets the ball back second and 10. They go to number 12 side, and guess what? House call. He steps in front and gets it and goes up the length of the field, 44 yards for a pick six. Jackson State goes up 17 to 7 on the Travis Hunter pick. You know, I'm reminded of South Park when they would when the tagline would be "You're gonna have a bad day." If you throw towards number twelve, you're gonna have a bad day. Like just like just <laughs> I, I, I I invite the hubris. I, I I welcome the arrogancy. Keep trying. We love when you do it. But if you throw to number twelve side of the field, something like that is gonna happen. You know, Travis was reading it perfectly, played the ball perfectly, knowing when the ball is coming to the receiver, you have just as much right to it as the receiver was able to step in right there. And, man, kudos to the blocking downfield by the defense. Oh, yeah. To, to, to yeah. instantly go into an offensive mindset. Uh, and you saw Cam Silwin blocking all the way into the end zone. You saw other defensive linemen and linebackers blocking. And, and, and I think Travis made maybe one cut, uh, and then the rest of those blockers was just in front of him helping him get to the end zone. That was special to see. Well, I tell you what, it, the story of the first half was the defense as they set up one of Jackson State's touchdowns, and then they get the pick six. They go into halftime 17-7. Go into halftime, but Coach Prime ain't happy. Coach Prime ain't happy. Let's, <laughs> let's hear what he has to say here at halftime. <laughs> I think AD on your cold mids. <laughs> got indicators. Let's run. Don't stop our feet. Use our hands and fucking blow this shit up. Uh, kickoff return. Back line. Uh, Quay and uh, Hagler, where you at? Right here. Hey, come over here. Y'all got to get this shit together now. Y'all can't be on the same guy. Make Where Quay at? 
Hey, no more excuses. Get your guy, man. Everybody do their job. Up top, they say the first one, we would have had a house call. You would have got your guy. Then we came back with the second return. You missed your guy. We done with that, man. No more excuses. Go man up and go handle your business. Punt team, they've given us seven by three look, six by four. Let's continue to handle the late stem. Um, Jacob is going to give you time to recount. So let's make sure we communicate. You got good splits and protection is first. We can't give them nothing, guys. We can't give them nothing to allow them to get back in this game, all right? We got to uh, keep the momentum and we got to keep adding on to our lead. Understand that. All right, punt return. We know we've been getting some shitty ass punts. Let's do it. We're going to get one, though. We're going to eventually, he's going to hit a, a lucky one and we're going to fucking get it uh, to the boundary. But hey, let's make sure with uh, when it's uh, fourth and short for them, let's make sure we're talking them out the fake, going to the line of scrimmage, being loud, saying watch the fake, all right? But hey, let's just make sure that we uh, don't get caught up in a Peter call. Get a Peter call, get to the sideline, get away. Hey, y'all know what we got to do. Let's get it, get our mind right. Let's go dominate the second half and take uh, take what's rightly ours. All right, let's go, baby. Y'all get locked in. Start thinking about how serious this is, man. Chasing history and it seems like y'all get tired of running. You're chasing history and y'all get tired right now. You get like a days ago. We taking plays off and that's when we get hit up. Let's focus, man. Let's focus. Only time they get something, we give it to them. And offense, we so much better than what we're showing us today. Way better than that. Thank God for the defense. Thank God for the darn defense. Thank God for the defense. Offense, he's doing a god darn thing. Let's go out there and show them who we are, man. Don't make no darn sense. Because the darn song, you'll know what to do with it. Fellas, get around the corner. Get on the dirt. Offense. Offense, come on. Come on, man. Defense, keep, keep the level of intensity. Keep the focus. Keep the passion. Keep the passion. Keep the darn passion. Offense, let's go. Hold up your end of the deal. Offense, let's go. Let's be physical. It starts on the dirt offensive line. Let's be physical and let's be dominant. You got to set the tone. Great receivers, got great backs. We got everything we need. Set the dirt tone. Defense, continue. Please continue to do what you've been doing and be dominant. Let's not give them nothing. Only thing they've gotten, we gave it to them. And let's go out there and take what's out. Right now, they sitting up there holly y'all fake. It ain't real. They ain't nothing. I don't know how they undefeated. Make them believe this hell, please, sir. Let's go. Hey, defense, let's clear the stadium out. Defense, let's clear the stadium out. We started off. Let's go. There you have it, halftime. Uh, thank God for the darn defense, as Coach Prime would say. <laughs> hey, Chuck, you know what I'm going to do when we log off, when the show is over? I'm gonna re I'm gonna replay that clip, and every time he says "darn it," I'm taking a shot. <laughs> Two shots for God, darn it! Ah, that's a good game. That's a good game. I like that one. I like. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Coach Prime was he was on a, another level, man, because he just felt that uh, we weren't we we were up, but we weren't being dominant. Offense was leaving way too many opportunities out there, uh, and leaving a team with their back against the wall, record wise, all corn with with nothing to lose because we weren't putting them away. Uh, you know, he's always preached not just undefeated, but being dominant. And, and as you heard, he was on the offense heavy. You know, a lot of folks think all oh, that he's he's not engaged with the offense because, you know, his son is quarterback or whatever. But you can hear in that locker room that he was on the offense's butts. You know, when, when he did when he hit the got darn it, all was like, oh, is he? 
Like is he is he is he is he finally gonna cuss for real? <laughs> right, right. Well, I tell you what, uh, and for the offensive struggles, credit Alcorn's defense. They were able to get home uh, a couple times there in that first half and able to uh, bag Jack to stay up into some negative field position and create some opportunities for themselves. But you know, we say it week in week out, uh, Jackson State. When they don't do things to harm themselves, they can be dominant. But uh, uh, 17 to uh, 7 was your halftime score. We come back out here in the third quarter. And again, uh, Alcorn gets the ball first, and they're able to go eight plays, 65 yards. They're able to get a field goal. Uh, the defense bent, but they did not break, only giving up a field goal. Defense did not break. Uh, and, and that quarter, uh, you know, ended that way 3 0. It was just uh, it was just a stalemate. And it was, and it's kind of indicative, you know, when you look at the final stats of the game. Uh, like, for instance, Chuck, when you look at the first downs, Alcorn 15, we had 15. Uh, now, you know, ours came from 10 on passing and they had five on rushing. They also got three penalties. But overall, uh, you know, we played a much cleaner game penalty-wise. Uh, we still ended up right. with a fumble, one fumble uh, that we that we lost. Uh, so one fumble and one loss as, as well as that did. But, you know, we've always been looking for that game that we can be virtually penalty-free, which in reason, and also fumble-free. So, uh, we almost got out of it with no fumbles, but 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 you know as we move into the swag championship and celebration ball, that's something Tiger still got to face and work on. Is is the old letting the ball out of your hands? You know, it's just it's something that's plagued us all season. And I mean, from week one, we've had had fumbleitis. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, in fact, that fumble uh, kind of takes us into the fourth quarter uh, as Alcorn is able to uh, get the ball here in the fourth quarter, uh, actually after a Jackson State interception, and uh, they were able to go into the fourth quarter here and get another field goal again. Defense bends but doesn't break. Uh, all corners able to convert a 43-yard field goal, so your score here in the fourth quarter, Jackson State 17, all point 13 uh, early here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, make no mistake about Travis Hunter's impact on the game. Uh, you know, he scored 12 points by himself. Uh, but I will I will say that six of that, those 12, you know, from a reception standpoint on offense, we have enough receivers out there that if he didn't catch that one, somebody else might have would have, you know. But to me, the, the hero of this game is the Jack State defense, you know, as a unit. Uh, because all game long, we're put in positions where it would be understandable if they broke, but all they did was bend. You know, even right. with that uh, that placement where they, all they had all going to have was 39 yards to go and gave up a touchdown. There was really nothing after that. And not only was Alcorn not able to score more than that field goal after that, we got seven sacks for 70 yards. Uh, and when you look at their run total, because we went into this game, we told you guys last Saturday and Wednesday, the key to this game was going to be to stop their run and force them to be a passing team. Yeah. They're, they're coming in, man, averaging almost 200 yards a game rushing, and we held them to 68. We held them to 1.5 yards per carry. Uh, that, and that, that stat there, that's, that's an amazing stat when you talk about uh, holding down uh, one of the top rushing uh, offenses in this conference to one and a half yards per carry. Uh, and the top running back in this conference, uh, he is under 100 yards in this game. But I tell you what, uh, like you said, the defense, uh, they bent, but it was the, they are the story of the game. They are the ones who, uh, you know, clutched this game by his throat and, and, and shook it there. So uh, you can't say enough about the defense as we continue to yeah. maneuver here. Go, yeah, go not, not, yeah, not at all, because, you know, uh, one of Travis' scores was on defense. Uh, the, the Justin Reagan down to the two-yard was defense, even though Savion was the one to score it. 
you know, you only had a, a two-yard drive you had to make as the defense put you in that position, uh, holding them to uh, to field goals, stopping them on fourth down. You know, uh, Alcorn was 4-17 on third down and one of three uh, on fourth down. Uh, and, and, Chuck, I'm smiling because you remember when, when Coach Prime was singing the praises of this defense in the team meeting, and he said, you know, man, our secondary is phenomenal. Safety is in the corners. Our linebacker is phenomenal. I, I would say the D-line, but I'd be lying. And, and those guys kind of took that personal. And, and yes, their their performance Saturday in Alcorn was like, all right, what you got to say now? You yeah. Know, they, yeah. they bowled up and they stopped the premier running back in this league, held to 68 yards. Man, that's just a phenomenal number. Yeah, I mean, they, like you said, they bowed their neck and they showed who they were. Uh, you know, the question, are you real or are you fake? And I think Jackson State's D-line answered that question. Uh, we get through the fourth quarter here. One more score here, and this was the play of the game. Shador Sanders finds Travis Hunter in the corner of the end zone. Neely, he's able to get the back leg, uh, dead legs, and gets it into the corner for the touchdown. Jackson State goes up. 24 to 13, and that closes out the scoring for the day. Uh, but you mentioned it, that score puts the cherry on top of the uh cake, if you will. But it's the defense, it's the story of the game, yeah. And Travis never doubted, you know, uh, it was it was ruled not a touchdown, uh, and he was very adamant that he got his foot in and, and, and secured the catch. You know, college, you just need one. Uh, of course, they looked at it upstairs, and next thing you know, they're putting those points on the board, uh, because it was indeed a catch and not just a catch. It was the catch that took Shadour Sanders from 31, tied in first place for passing touchdowns to 32. And now the single possession, first place, Shadour Sanders' his sophomore year, 32 passing touchdowns, the most passing touchdowns in Jackson State's rich history of football. Uh, the most passing touchdowns in Jackson State's rich history of football. Uh, we had Robert Kent on the show Saturday. Uh, he was tremendous in terms of uh, of talking about uh, what it means to him. Uh, Shadur giving homage to the prior quarterbacks, Casey Terry on one cleat, Robert Kent on the other. Uh, and you mentioned that he goes has 32 passing touchdowns on the season. Simeon Wilkins, he also goes over 1,000 yards in this game. Uh, it was a tough grudge match. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Chuck. That's that's your medicine kicking in. He went over a thousand yards on the season, not a thousand yards in the game. A thousand yards. <laughs> in the season, <laughs> Goes over a thousand yards on the season. Hey, he played Tecmo Bowl. He went over a thousand <laughs> yards in the game. He's Bo Jackson, yeah. Bo Just run all the way back, me and Ronald. <laughs> uh, hey, but, but, but Chuck, man, I do want to say this about those cleats. Uh, you know, like you said, we had Robert Kent on on Saturday's show. He was very magnanimous about how he was looking forward to the record being broken. And for Shadur to go out of his way with his game, please, and put the name of Casey Terrio and Robert Kent on his cleats, paying homage to, like, I appreciate, you know, how hard it is to get 30-plus touchdowns in a season. And that these guys both had 31 and I got 31 and I'm going to pass them likely today, I want to shout them out. And that's not something a coach made him do or somebody else suggested to him. It's just – uh out of his own heart, like wanting to recognize the shoulders that he's standing on. And now he's at the top with 32 passing touchdowns. That's one of the things I've noticed about these guys. Uh, they have been reverent of that past Jackson State history. Those guys, uh, the way they light up when Robert Brazil is around the team, those linebackers especially. Uh, you, you can't say enough about Shadour uh, showing homage uh, to the prior Jackson State players. Uh, that was a beautiful thing to see on the school team. Yeah, it was, man. And it uh, – they put a bow around the season. You know, that that was the regular season finale, uh, the Soul Bowl. 
Uh, the Jackson State Tigers accomplished something never been done uh, in SWAC history. I said it. I know y'all be talking about that 9-0-1 team and this and that, but there's no asterisk or there's no hyphen in a tie. These guys went 11-0, 11 wins on the season. Uh, and what a way to put an exclamation point on history, chasing greatness. Two games left because it's always been about 13-0, never about 11-0. But you can't get to 13-0 without getting the 11-0 first. There you go. Now let's take a take a look at what Coach Prime had to say in terms of his assessment of Jackson State the Already. Yeah, this is my dog. How's everyone doing? Already in the spirit. Yeah, Everybody good? Uh, great game. A week ago versus Alcorn, they came prepared, ready to play. We overcame adversity in a wonderful setting. You gonna, you want to go eat after this? Okay. Sorry, but that's how I get down. Uh, we overcame adversity in a wonderful setting. Defense was unbelievable. First and total defense in the uh, the FCS versus pass defense, third down scoring, first downs allowed, total sacks, um, unbelievable. Offense guys to step it up. We've met about that. They shall improve, but I'm happy with our overall productivity of the season. But we can be better. Let's go. What's a bye week like when you don't know who your opponent's going to be? Um, it does not. It does not phase us because one opponent we hadn't faced, but the other one we have, and that's most likely who we're. Not assuming, we hate to assume anything that more likely to play. But the game is on us, man. We play our game, we should be okay. We're our biggest opponent. We really are. We, we feel as though we could only beat ourselves, that no one could beat us if, we, if we're on our game. Coach, you told me after the Boombox Classic, no one, no one in the locker room, not even anyone on the coaching staff, was looking towards the SWAC championship right. because it wasn't set in stone yet. Right. But now that it is and you do have this off week, what is, what is the mentality going into it? Yes, you don't know what your opponent is. Well, the mentality is to have a wonderful Thanksgiving and to spend time with those people who are meaningful to us, who blessed us, who we have love and respect and admiration for. Then once we get back, we'll resume our practice activities and lock in and focus. But right now, I really want those guys to be safe and sound and have a, and our ladies who help us on the equipment staff, as well as the training staff to have a wonderful weekend. Then we'll get back to focus and business. You maintain that the, the goal is always 13 and 0. Mm -hmm. uh, but has well, been a, the goal has been dominating. We don't call numbers. I got you. Yeah. Has there been an opportunity to, to stop and smell the roses at 11 and 0? No. That's meant to school? We, we don't do that because uh, we we want to be dominant. We, we I rarely talk about and O or whatever the, the record is. I rarely ever even state that. We want to be dominant. We want to make sure we're graduating the, the largest amount of uh, percentage of players that can graduate, the percentage of players that can get opportunity to go to pro or the other professional leagues. We just really want to build men as well as women to have them go affect society. So that's what we're talking about, dominating. Coach, can you walk me through the last month for Travis Hunter? Obviously, I believe he missed five games with mm -hmm. injury before coming back. And then how's that coming out March and Saturday? What does he do for this team? And, and how have you kind of seen him progress as he's gotten more well, Travis is a, a great player. Travis was doing these type of things that you're now seeing him do in the spring. Uh, we just was competing against ourselves. Travis had that type of game in the spring game. You've seen that. It wasn't new to us. It was new to everyone out there. So what you're seeing now is is 
an opportunity to watch how he practices. That's the way he goes about practice. Phenomenal human being as a young man, phenomenal uh, athlete. He's a phenomenal player, and the best is yet to come. Were there any points throughout the season where you didn't think he would return for a freshman Never. Year? Never. And then how do you kind of keep him focused on rehabbing and, and getting back to this point? Obviously, you need to get a young oh, Travis wants to be great. You don't have to keep a person focused that's focused. You don't have to inspire a person that's already inspired. Travis is that kind of guy. So you don't you don't you don't have to pep him up and build him up. Even when they call balls on him, he didn't flinch. Travis don't flinch at all. I was trying to make sure I seen that that, that fire and that passion still in his eyes and he didn't flinch a bit. He is who they say he is. Coach, another thing I brought up to you after that game was that y'all started eight no for the first time in program history and you mm -hmm. talked about history for a good, you know, two to three minutes after mm -hmm. that. Well now here you are at eleven and making more history. Your goal is to keep making history after mm -hmm. these last two games. You know, say you get to that point, what does this historical season mean for you and this program? I have no idea until we eclipse it. You guys always tell us about history. We don't know. I don't, I'm not one to say, oh, we do this. We got history. I don't, I don't know anything about that stuff. I'm, I'm being told that by Neely uh, or anyone on the staff, but I, I don't know what history is. It's, it seems like every time we play a game, something happens tremendously, and we're happy about that. We're happy about that, especially the way the defense is playing. I'm pretty sure history is somewhere in the making and in some realm of, of how they're participating right now. So this is a little off football, but I got a text from my Saying, do you want to hear something funny? I'm reading a lot of material from Coach Prime. I really like his philosophy. Wow. I wonder why I see so much about him when I said that. Probably because I post about him a lot. <laughs> uh, but she's a Mormon woman from Utah. Yeah. So think about what you're talking about off of football when you're talking mm -hmm. about helping young men, mm -hmm. young women, preaching to your team about just you know playing hard, being good people. Mm -hmm. How do you think that that has, has just expanded nationally and someone like my mother uh -huh text me out of nowhere awesome. saying that. I, I don't know about the different religions or ideologies or even uh, when you talk about uh, politics, but I do know people. I know young men, I know young women, and I know how to reach people. That's always been a tremendous gift. And for the fact that you're validating that we're reaching people, we are reaching people from Jackson, Mississippi, that's phenomenal. And that's a blessing for our social media as well. We don't have those extreme budgets that we could just hit a button and it goes, but we can with uh, social media. We good? Do it. My man. I got one more question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, obviously, job's not finished, but with everything that's happened this season in Jackson, water crisis, flooding, mm -hmm. having to relocate, what is what has been your mindset and the team's mindset of facing adversity, not only on we want to embody what the city of Jackson is, and that's resilient. We want to continue to be resilient, focused, determined, with one particular goal in mind, is to give and deliver hope. And that's what we do. Well, there you have it. There's a wrap on the regular season. Now we turn the page and look forward to the Bayou Classic this weekend, Neely, and we'll see what happens with regards to that to see who exactly will be the opponent for the SWAG championship. The scenario sets up this way. If Southern should win, it'll be Southern. If Southern does not win, it'll be Prairie View. So 
Uh, we will see what happens going forward, but a great regular season for the Jackson State Tigers. Yeah, you heard Coach Prime early in that presser say, uh, you know, how the West is unresolved uh, and still unresolved, won't know until Saturday. Uh, but, you know, the leanings when you look at the at the data and look at what point production and what defenses give up and allow, you would think that Southern has the edge in the Bayou Classic. Uh, but much like the Soul Bowl, records go out the window. Uh, and you just you, you just don't know. Like there's no telling who's going to win that game, but the Tigers are going to be focused uh, when they report back. Uh, everyone's back in town on Saturday for practice on Sunday to get ready for that game. And, Chuck, as we look at this outstanding uh, regular season, Jackson State offense, man, finished with 54 uh, TDs, 11 field goals, 48 extra points, one two-point conversion, averaging 37.5 points a game. The next closest to you averaging was Southern, averaging 32.2 a game. On the defensive side, gave up 13 TDs, seven field goals, 10 extra points. Only allowed 111 points on the schedule. On the, I'm sorry, only allowed 111 points scored. Average wow. moved up to 10.1, closing out the season, an average of 10.1 per game. The next closest team is, again, Southern, and they're giving up 20.1 a game. When you look at the offensive production compared to the, your competitors in conference, you look at the defensive production compared to your competitors in conference, it's not even close. And you see how that defense is literally ranked number one in NCAA, man. Uh, and Dennis Thurman, we trust. And Dennis Thurman, we trust. And Dennis Thurman, we trust. Can't say that enough. Uh, those are some uh, eye-popping numbers that you bring out. 54 touchdowns on the season for this offense. <laughs> and the defense only surrendering. 10.1 points uh, per game for the season. Yeah, and, and, and one shout-out. You know, think about this now. Uh, I know when, when Southern came to Jackson, it rained, but it was raining on both teams. You had a team averaging 30-plus points a game at that point. They finished averaging 32.2, even though they have one game left. And Jackson State shut them out. They didn't wow. score. They didn't wow. score. And when you look at just overall, man, it, it moved up. We were right under 10, I think about 9.6 a while, uh, but uh, ended up being 10.1 points allowed average for the season, man. Uh, this this defense – now, here's my I told you so moment, Chuck. I saw it this spring when Mo Williams got to town. I saw the – Mo Sims, I'm sorry. Mo Sims got to town. I saw what the strength and condition was doing. I saw the player development over the summer. And I told you guys back in July and August that this was a better defense than we had last year. And this was a better team than we had last year. And y'all slid in the DMs and comments that attacked me and said I was crazy as hell. But now we sit here 11-0 and only gave up an average of 10 points per game. Truly a historic regular season. Uh, like Coach Prime said, the, the business didn't finish. Uh, we got the SWAT championship. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that, like – Yeah, man. It, we're not even going to talk in terms of losing the SWAT championship or losing the Celebration Bowl, but – it's amazing that it means nothing if we don't. Like, we are 11 and 0, but it has nothing to do with the overall goal. You know, when the guys uh, were in the summer running the stadium at the vet, they were doing a rep for each game. You know, most Sims would call out which week it was. He'd say, Fam, you, and they hit the steps. They come back down. He'd call out uh, Tennessee State. They hit the steps. He'd call out Valor, whoever we were playing. And it would go to Alcorn, another rep. Swag championship, another rep, celebration. They would do 13 circuits at the stadium to represent the season. And so these guys are bought in and dialed in and know that 11-0 was not the goal. 11-0 was just a part of the goal. 
but the goal is right. 13 though. Well, man, I tell you what, this is a, a, a good breather, a quick breather here as the guys will come back in. Uh, they better be in by Saturday. Uh, so yeah, got to be in Saturday night. <laughs> got practice yeah. on Sunday, so. They got to yeah. practice on Sunday, but a quick breather. Uh, guys get an opportunity to enjoy their families, enjoy their loved ones uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, same with you, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, bro. Man, happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Chuck. You know, thankful to have you in this this working, loving relationship, partnership of the pregame show. You do an exceptional job, even when you on cold meds and, and pretty damn delirious. You know, I, I I don't know why you would take like Sudafed, Nyquil, or whatever all at the same time. But hey, Chuck, do you? If you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. Like I don't hey. know what you're running running from or running toward, but yeah, just just hey, man, hang in there, man. Hey, and as Nancy Reagan said, Chuck, just say no. Just say no. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, man, I tell you what, we look forward to uh, coming back. Uh, we're going to take this Saturday off. We're going to enjoy uh, watching a little bit of football. Yeah, yeah. Scoreboard, watch a little bit, see what happens. I mean, you're damn right. No game this Saturday, uh, but we will all be back at the vet on Saturday, December 3rd. Think uh, 2 p.m. kickoff for SWAC Championship? Uh, I think it is a 2 p.m. kickoff. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, 2 p.m. Yeah. kickoff for the SWAC Championship. Of course, we will bring you a pre-game show for that, but no show this Saturday. Uh, and, man, we're back at it next week, Chuck, and we got another game, a week off, and then another game. Uh, and it will be time to go to Atlanta before you know it. But first things first, the goal each week at Jack State Football is to go 1-0 and one week at a time. So off this weekend, another little bye week for us. But we come back for the SWAC Championship against fill in the blank. We'll find out Saturday who is winner of the Bayou Classic. We will find out Saturday. As always, we want to thank our sponsors. You see them around the screen. Chambers and Gala Project, Architect Amber Slaughter, Churchill, of course, BioSteel. And I tell you what, man, it, it has been a phenomenal ride when you take a look at uh, what all has been accomplished this, up, this, this past season. Undefeated season, first time in Jackson State history. Still got two to go. The marathon continues. The marathon, okay, Nipsey Hustle, I love it, Chuck. <laughs> the, mar the marathon continues next week, December 3rd, in the vet, Jackson, Mississippi, SWAC Championship, Jackson State host. And again, watch the Bayou Classic this weekend. We find out who will be joining us for the SWAC Championship. Is Southern beats Gremlin, they're coming to Jackson. If Southern loses, it'll be a rematch with Prairie View. No doubt. As always, Jackson State fans, we thank you and appreciate you for all the love you give the pregame show. We thank you for tuning in each week to Bishop and Neely here on the pregame show on the Black College Sports Network. Neely, <laughs> any parting words? <laughs> you always give me parting words and you always smirk when I'm about to do it. It's Thanksgiving time, Chuck. Everybody else is stuffing the turkey, but I'm looking over there, Allison, I'm going to do me some stuffing. How about that one? From the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's, it's the, the pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. <laughs> 